Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big League Chicago. I'm Rick, here with Jack. And Poles and Eberflus cannot catch a fucking break, dude. Uh, woke up this morning with the news that Roquan Smith has requested a trade. Uh, I I have, like, I, I woke up to that. I just saw the breaking news from Ian Rappaport or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, because, yeah, sure, Roquan deserves... The extension, he deserves to be paid, you know, uh, accordingly, and we'll get into to what, I guess, people are saying, but, like, requesting a trade, like, holy shit, man, like, he was holding out in camp, uh, he was on the physically unable to perform list recently, they've got the whole Tevin Jenkins thing, Nikhil Harry's down now, uh, there's just so much shit going on with the Bears organization, and this is just, I feel like it's a cherry on top. Uh, Jack, I kind of wanted to get your initial thoughts when you, when you, when you saw this. Oh God. It's just, it, it's gut punch after gut punch. I mean, losing mm-hmm. back last year, I think we could all understand, you know, he was a great player when he came into Chicago. He still is a great player. He had some issues staying on the field. Um, love to see him still prove his talent in, um, fuck, where'd he end up? Who? Cleo? Ended up in, uh, with the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Ended up with. Uh, but now to see Roquan, you know, the kind mm-hmm. of the guy that you expected this team to build the defense around. Yep. And yes, you know, you loved the pick of Jalen Johnson, and I guess is one of the only piece, uh, <coughs> excuse me, picks that uh, uh, Ryan Pace was able to have before uh, the new regime. Mm-hmm. Or Ryan, yeah, Ryan Pace. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and now he wants out, and he kind of sat through on the puck list watching practice. If you read his little note, it was uh, it was interesting. You know, he he says he goes in there. He says he loves this team. He was very excited to be drafted by the top ten defense when he was. Yep. Um, he wanted to be a bear for his whole career, but he doesn't feel valued by the organization. And you know, as much as Bears fans want to talk about it, this is the same issue we have always had as Bears fans. Yep. They operate in the wrong manner. They don't do the right things. They mm-hmm. don't do the things that teams do as champions. And not signing your one your one your one guy who who really has just been is gonna be continued to be a leader yeah. uh, since he's come from Georgia. Yep. And you know, it's it scares me. Like what you know, what's gonna happen when, you know, Fields asks for money if he is good? Or what's gonna happen when uh, you know, it, it's just it, the inability to keep the talent, the inability to want to pay the talent, um, I think that's inexcusable. I think you have to keep Roquan Smith around. Mm-hmm. That being said, this could be a ploy from Roquan to yep. get the money he deserves, and I can respect that play. And you know, everyone's got to play the the hand dealt to them. Uh, so you can pray and hope for that to be the case. But then again, you know, mm-hmm. there's teams out there that proved after the season ended that they're willing to make trades for big names. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Again, this is like we said, this is a pace draft pick. So yes, in a certain extent, polls um, isn't isn't exactly attached to Roquan, but anyone would think your best player overall would be staying sticking around. But maybe not the case here in Chicago. Yeah, maybe not. And you know, you mentioned like it possibly being a ploy. You know, because because it's I don't know if it's like uh, like uh, pretty much if if it's confident if everyone in the league is like confident that Roquan Smith does in fact not does not have a agent if he's representing himself, but it could be that, you know, it could be a ploy to just get that money because part of the whole thing of him being angry and requesting a trade is that 
there's a lot of de-escalators in his con in, in whatever contract the Bears have, have uh, presented him, like whatever counteroffer it is. That yes, technically, I think they would he would be the highest paid linebacker, but a lot of these de-escalators, which means he would lose money in turn, and then you know in turn not be the highest paid linebacker in the league. Uh, is something that he has not seen in any contracts with anyone making above like 15 mil a season or something like that. Um, so you know that that's that's interesting that that they would kind of devalue him in that sort of sense. And like you said, the Bears have been just known to not operate in a sense where they're like, hey, yeah, here, take the money and keep playing as well as you have been the last few years because you're our top producer on the defense or just you're our star player in general, which he is. Um, Kind of one of the only teams without a star star player being the quarterback. One of the few teams with that, you know. So um, you're right. He did no tap it, you know, like any professional nowadays. Uh, he did say, I haven't had the chance to talk to the McCaskey family, and maybe they can salvage this. But as of right now, I don't see a path back to the organization I truly love. Again, you know, it, it could be it could be a tactic, you know, for, for negotiations, but also like what do the McCaskies have to do in this situation? They're the ones that don't want to pay anybody ever. So they're the cheap motherfuckers, you know what I mean? So I feel like he kinda just has to go to polls and Eberflus. And also another point, Eberflus's defense is um supposed to be catered to the will linebacker, which is what you know, Roquan would be. There's been talks of him kinda like biting on the on the um on the play on the oh god what, what am i thinking biting on like the the jesus christ whatever play option whatever the fuck it is play i, I forget what it was but it like he bites on it he lets up too much ground during the pass game not enough during the ground game something like that so there's like a there's like two sides to this but just the news in general that he was wanting to request a trade was really just like i was like fuck here we go again right and of course shit like this is going to happen Obviously, that was the biggest news, but I mean, I've talked about it before. I think we talked about it last week with Tevin Jenkins. You know, he's Poles and Eberflus have this to to also kind of uh, deal with, and he met with the media. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the, the his his meeting with the media and stuff, like all the questions he was taking. Um, but I, I don't know. He, it was a lot of like, I don't want to disclose that. I don't want to talk about that. But there was also a lot of, and if you saw the, the reel on Instagram that I posted, um, he was like, hey, I was not fucking, you know, butting heads with coaches. That's completely a lie. You know, and I, I don't know. I feel like I believe that from him. But also the, the whole like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a bear for now. And if they want me right now, that's what I'm going to do for right now. And I was like, oh, God. Like, you know, like I said, like that does not sound like someone who's going to be here for a while. Did you, were you able to see the, uh, the, the, the questions he was taking from the media at all? I saw the clip you posted, loved it. Yeah. Is this going to be a new weekly thing? It is. Yeah. You like nice. it? Yeah, I do like it. Uh, <clears throat> what I see quick hits, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's interesting. You know, obviously the player's going to deny, 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 uh, especially someone who's in his second year, but really in his rookie year because he didn't see much action last year. Um, I think it was like 150 snaps or something. Uh, yeah. With, the, but I don't know. I, I like you said, I'm a bear right now. I'm a you know I'm here yeah. right now. So like it was there's red flags there. There were things he was trying to shut down. Um, I still don't think it answered you know necessarily the questions maybe wanted by the public and media given mm-hmm. everything that's been going around and circling his name. Uh, 
But hopefully, you know, hopefully he can pan out and and become the offensive lineman that we hoped we were getting from Oklahoma State, I believe. Um, yep. But <laughs> I think if <laughs> it, and I don't mean to go back on the Roquan thing, but it it's, yeah. it just seems to be now overshadowed by this. So, oh um, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So we'll see. And then yesterday there was tons and tons of uh, th- videos I was seeing of. Of Justin Fields overthrowing, and he didn't look great yesterday. I did hear good, some yeah. good reports from from training camp the other day, but um, it sounded like yesterday was kind of a tough day, and then the uh, first few days of camp were also tough from what the media was saying. Yeah, that's that's what I heard too. Like, like not even just overthrowing. I just feel like the chemistry between him and his receivers was not there. And you know, to be fair, like the only one he really has has a built rapport with is is Mooney. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and yeah, and and they've yeah. been working out all summer long, and that's what you love to see. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'll see. You know, I think it brings us to the next kind of topic on this this list for the Bears, and and I'll let you kind of break it down. Yeah, man, the kill Harry, just another another blow to the Bears organization. He got he got injured, uh, left ankle or foot injury during the first play of uh, team drills. He had to be helped off the field by teammates and trainers. Ibrufalu said he saw he just saw him come down. Uh, he doesn't really know much from there, but he appeared to have uh, rolled up his ankle with uh, linebacker Nicholas Morrow when he tackled him. Um, and then they're saying that it's pretty pretty severe. Uh, they don't have a timetable. I think um, they're saying they're still waiting for further evaluation. Um, and then, yeah, no determination has been made about how long he will be sidelined. So, you know, Nikhil Harry's down. Uh, Byron Pringle also had a quad injury. Vils Jones Jr. is day-to-day, uh, and he missed a second straight practice going back to Sunday. Um, so the wide receiver room is thin, man, other than Mooney and, uh, God, Saint, Saint, uh, God, what's his name? Saint fucking something. Um, Equinomia St. Brown. Yeah, there we go, St. Brown. Like, that's kind of it. You know, that's kind of it you, that you have for wide receivers right now, which sucks because, you know, like like we were just talking about, Justin Field needs to build that rapport with his wide receivers, and he needs to get that done now. And now, you, like like we said, we have Roquan requesting a trade. We have Tevin Jenkins kind of being immature, just, you know, maybe not being immature per se, but not really uh, sounding like he wants to be, like, a bear. Because, I mean, even from – Roquan requesting a trade, he sounded like he wanted to be a bear for life more than Tevin Jenkins wants to be a bear for life. So, um, yeah, and then back to the Roquan thing, you know, with 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 Eberflus's defense, they want to see if Roquan can be that guy, that linebacker um, in the system, for in Eberflus's system, if that works for him. Because you don't want to pay a guy $100 million and then it not work out, you know what I mean? Because now you're $100 million in the hole with this guy, and don't get me wrong, he's, from what I keep hearing on Twitter and everything, like he's one of the best off-the-ball linebackers there is in the league. So, why not? You, you, of course you want to pay this guy and keep him on your team, but just all this shit going down is just not good for Justin Fields <laughs> for his year two, and it, it's going to be rough, man. But, you know, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say you and I have always been pro players getting their money because owners have all the money in the world to do so to give it to them. So, you know, Roquan, get your money. It's going to suck if we don't see him in a bears uniform week one, um, even in the preseason games, man, that's going to be rough, but get your money, Roquan, whatever you can. And 
you know, hopefully it, it works out and the Bears pay you and you turn out to be a fucking Hall of Fame linebacker like all the guys before you. So uh, that's kind of my final piece. Do you have anything else on that before we move on? I think I saw, and Eric, if you're listening, 3 and uh, three and 14, I think is what the latest <laughs> record I saw was. So uh, that's all. We'll make sure to let Eric know. That's all. We'll make sure to let Eric know. 3 and 14. Don't get your hopes up. Oh, man. No, they're going to get 10 wins, dude. 100%. I've got something for you. Um. All right. Let's move on from that to the Crosstown Convo. Um, very, very disappointing. I think let, let's just talk about, I guess, the disappointingness in the trade deadline for both the Cubs and the Sox. I'll start off first. Ian Happ and Contreras are still in Chicago for now. Um, Jed Hoyer said he couldn't find a match for his all-star catcher and left fielder. Um, and it sucked because I, I don't know if it sucks, but like for the whole week prior to that, like he was getting standing ovations at Wrigley. He was having emotional dugout hugs with all his boys with Hap as, as well, you know, so it must've been weird for him to just not, you know, for that 5 PM central time to get there. And then, Hey, you're not traded. You're still a cub. Like it is, it's weird, but he, he also must've been like relieved, but also it's like, man, I just did all this shit, basically a big old show for no reason. Right. Um, but you know, he's still a cub. He's hit a couple home runs since the trade deadline, which has been fucking awesome. Um, you know, pounding his chest, rounding the bases, doing what he does, just being Wilson, um, but yeah, Hoyer is like, it seemed like a lot of players around the leagues they'd put. I think that was because in the, all these markets, you had very rational buyers and then I'd have buyers willing to part with certain prospects. Um, and I think that was one of the, one, one of the big messages from Hoyer was we didn't want to trade Wilson for, for a prospect that we didn't necessarily believe in someone that wasn't going to bring any value back to the organization. And sure, I get that, but now it's like, with Hap and with Contreras on the on the roster, like what are you gonna do now? Like, you have Hap under control for another year. Wilson, do you extend them? And if you don't extend them, how fucking weird is that to not extend them and then just get a compensatory draft pick? You know, if 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 you give him a qualifying offer and then somebody else signs him, was that worth it all? Was that worth all the fucking theatrics? You know what I well, mean? Well, I think it's be interesting because I think honestly, at this point now, I think Ian Hap stays as a Cub. Uh, I think they'll actually look at him in the outfield with Seah and then potentially Morel mm-hmm. and more prospects. Uh, at least that's what Hoyer was mm-hmm. preaching uh, when we get to the last Cubs subject. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with Contreras. Like I've been saying, it's tough for a team to trade for a catcher because we're just we're in August already, and, and teams have yeah. pretty much developed... Like, most pitchers have developed their relationships with their catchers, and it's you know it's tough for someone to come in and, and kind of get and build that trust with a rotation with a month and a half left of baseball um, or actually two months but mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see you know I think they did make some moves at least you know you guys did yep. ship off some relievers some pitchers um, yeah. more than yeah. what we can say um, at least on for the south side but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do truly believe Ian Happ will be part of that outfield now because I think that would make sense. I think they can sign him to a deal that is team friendly enough for them. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. then also you're seeing reports that uh, from Ken Rosenthal that you're going to be in on the top 
shortstop market, especially after you cut, um, was it Simmons? I can't remember the guy. Um, Dralton Simmons, yeah. So you guys are looking for a shortstop, and that's been known. So um, like we've been preaching and like we've been saying with the city of Chicago, it does sound like the Cubs will be in the talks as one of the top shortstops on the market this year. So that could be a Carrera. That could be, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but definitely it was a little bit of an eye scratcher when uh, when Contreras was still there after the deadline. Like we had said, he said, "Let's." I just want it to be over. Um, he did receive, I think, a standing ovation his first at bat coming back to Wrigley. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the standing O has continued as they will probably till the rest of the season. <laughs> I think I think he's got the record for most standing O's in the <laughs> right. Week. Uh, he's probably like six or seven. <laughs> uh, but we'll see oh, what happens. Shit. You know, I know San Diego was was interested in in the catchers. Do um, in the catcher, mm-hmm. it didn't end up happening that way. We'll see. The, the one part that just it doesn't make sense to me, um, and I'll wrap up on it quickly, is that just the Cubs and what Wilson has said is that there hasn't really been any contract negotiation between the two sides. So that's where, um, I, and I understand not wanting to give him up for uncertain prospects, but I guess you got to accept the fact that you might lose him for, for no prospects um, unless they get a compensatory exactly. draft pick. I don't know if they'd get a second round pick for him going in free agency, but um, I don't think so. No, I, I, and, and that would be like, he, he'd have to like, they'd have to give him a qualifying offer and he'd have to reject it, and another team would have to pick him up with that same or more of a qualifying offer, whatever the math works out to, and then they'd get a compensatory pick. Um, that would be exciting, man. I, I read that too that they'd be in the market for a uh, for a shortstop this off season, and it'd be great because if Ian Happ can continue doing what he did this year um, and just build off this All Star uh, um, year, you know, you have. Morell in the in the in center field. You have Hap left. You have say a right. You have Wilson at catcher. You've got someone at first. Uh, you've got Nico Horner at second, and then you have you know, hopefully a very uh, a big ticket uh, shortstop. You know, and then maybe Patrick Wisdom or whoever they wanted to plug and play Nelson Velasquez, someone, one of these prospects coming up at third base, first base, whatever it is. You know, it's starting to become a bit of an of an exciting lineup. You know, but. I feel like he really needs to nail down Wilson Contreras, whether or not they're going to sign him, extend him, um, because of the offseason, you could build a lot of rapport with a catcher in the offseason, right? So are they going to let him walk? Are they going to give him a qualifying offer? You know, so many, so much shit can happen. And if they sign, if they, if they extend, or if they sign Wilson Contreras, and then that becomes a, a more exciting uh, lineup. Then they get into shortstop in the offseason. Hey, that'd be fucking awesome. Correa, maybe like that would be great. And then just making moves from here on out would be would be great. And then maybe getting Vogel back uh, from the Mets, just seeing his big ass run around the bases has been hilarious. I know you've seen that all the all. The, I feel like he went from Pittsburgh to the Mets, and all of a sudden he like gained this stardom. And I'm like, dude, he's been in Pittsburgh this entire time. It's, it's the same shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think it would just be exciting for the Cubs to do all that stuff. And if it happens, then great. Um, I think next year will be a better season, obviously. Um, but let's talk about what the White Sox moves or lack thereof were. Jack, I'm going to let you take this away with a huge slap. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, going crazy. 162 game season is making me crazy. Uh, but it don't matter. We're still in it. We're still in it. We're still fighting. Damn right. But no, they didn't do shit. They didn't do shit. They did not. Uh, Reese McGuire is a Red Sox. <laughs> Jake Dykeman is a Chicago White Sox. That is 
That has proved yeah. to be actually a decent move. Dykeman, I think he's appeared in two or three outings. He hasn't given up an earned run yet. And he has um, improved his strikeouts while decreasing his ERA. Um, as a guy who's kind of known to be a little bit wild, Jake Dykeman, uh, who has another year of team control at a team-friendly um, deal, is a left-handed reliever, a team that mm-hmm. uh, lost their left-handed reliever in Aaron Bummer and kind of struggled with Tanner Banks and Bennett Sousa um, to kind of take that left-handed pitching role for the the bullpen. Um, so it was something that Rick Hahn definitely wanted to target. He did. It was probably the cheapest option he could have kind of approached at it. I think they traded Reese McGuire and potentially a player to be named or cash considerations uh, for Dykeman's services. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, he has appeared in a few games. But that's it. That's the deadline. That's the White Sox mm-hmm. deadline right there. That was it. That was it. So we're not going to go uh, spend that our was... Sox talk, Sox talk <laughs> about uh, the Sox deadline because they didn't do shit, like we said. Um <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, you know, some would say it would send a message to this locker room that the front office doesn't believe uh, in this organization. And then we had an interesting press conference, or I guess a few answers, question, or questions answered from Rick Hahn, where he was he just mm-hmm. kind of said, I'm, you know, I'm frustrated that we weren't able to make any deals. We didn't want to give away, you know, some certain assets. We didn't want to, uh, you know, we just couldn't get the targets that they wanted. And he was noticeably upset. He said the fans should be upset. I'm upset. Um, but, you know, he still feels that this is a, a team that can compete. Uh, we'll see. They have been the best team in the AL Central since the start of July. Uh, so you can build off stuff yeah. like that. Two two games back. Exactly. Only two games exactly. Back right we'll now. get a, uh, uh, you know, Minnesota looks beatable, even though they made some moves at the deadline. Minnesota did prove to be buyers. Yeah. Uh, bringing in the services yeah. of a starting pitcher, a closer, another reliever from Detroit. Um, and, yeah, so Cleveland didn't really do anything either. I'm kind of happy to see that as well. They were talking about potentially offloading uh, some pitchers from Cleveland, but that didn't end up happening. I think Zach Plesak mm-hmm. was, was being talked about. But um, Cleveland mm-hmm. stayed, stayed, uh, stayed, stayed, stood their ground, a, a team that is noticeably struggling in the catcher role. Uh, funny fact, not to uh, recap into the Cubs, but Cleveland released slugging DH Fran Mill Reyes of the Cleveland Guardians, and he was picked mm-hmm. up by your Chicago Cubs. A 26-year-old slubbing, slugging power bat that I honestly think just needed a change of scenery, and I think that on it, that will be a good pickup for you guys. Like I said, 26 years old. Uh, dude was mashing the ball the last few seasons. Unfortunately, just wasn't finding it. I think he's yeah. in like the 216 batting average range with about nine home runs this season. Uh, not the numbers they were, yeah, not the numbers year. that Cleveland was hoping for. But uh, that's why you get a change of scenery. So, but coming back to the White Sox, it's been an interesting. It's been interesting. You know, the, the reoccurring theme of win a game, lose a game. It kind of felt to. Uh, Felt to lose that for a second in the Kansas City series. Yeah. They lost game one of that series, but in game two, Lucas Giolito would climb above the 500 mark, going five innings with two earned on five hits. He struck out seven. Sox offense would come alive in the first inning, scoring three with three singles. Eloy was credited with four RBIs, and Gavin Sheets and Jose Abreu would homer. That would be game two. Lucas would finally kind of settle in. Um, Unfortunately, his pitch count went a little higher than hoped, especially for that fifth inning, so unfortunately he only went five innings. 
Game 3, 4-1 win with Lance Lynn going six innings, allowing one earned on four hits and eight strikeouts. Overall, a much better outing from Lance, something we're seeing some consistency. He will get the ball at 3.30 today versus Kansas City again, so back-to-back starts against the Royals. Um, With another home run from Abreu, who's been hot as all hell, and Eloy Jimenez, who had three singles. Um, They led the offense for the Sox as they outscored the Royals 4-1. Jake Dykeman would make his first appearance in in this game, going an inning, striking out two before Graveman would pick up the hold, and Liam Hendricks picking up the save. The Texas series. Let's go to the Lone Star State. Let's go play the Rangers. Johnny Cueto, a guy that, you know, (laughs) it was questionable whether or not they were to pull him up and put him in the rotation, and he's just been arguably, besides Dylan Cease, you know, one of the best pitchers for this team. Uh, He went eight innings. Mm. Yes, he allowed three earned. Good pickup then, huh? Um, Yes, he allowed three earned on 11 hits. Don't love to see that. But with 4Ks, he was able to give the Sox a little bit of a bullpen rest by going eight innings. Sox would go down early before tying the game on an Andrew Vaughn fielder's choice, scoring one. But the Rangers would get two in the seventh off Cueto, and that would prove to be enough as Yon Mikado was able to drive in a lone run in the eighth. Um, yeah, so that was a 3-2 loss in that one. Uh, game two, Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, the man of... Uh, the man that's been kind of the soul of this White Sox team this season, he extended his streak of an earned run or less to 13 games. I believe this is the first by anyone. Cease went six innings, allowing one earned on two hits with three walks and five Ks. Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman, and Liam Hendricks would pitch out of the pen. Hendricks picking up his 22nd save of the season. Sox would score again from an Eloy bomb and a Savala sack fly scoring Grandal. <laughs> Um, they would take this one 2-1 to one in a close game in Texas. Game 3. It was the Dane Dunning revenge game. Uh, if you remember, I believe Dane Dunning was dealt for... Uh, uh, what was his name? I can't remember the outfielder that was a bust uh, anymore. But he was dealt to the Rangers. He was actually hmm. pretty solid in a Sox uniform for the short time being before he was traded. But he would get his revenge on the team, uh, allowing the Sox to one hit. Michael Kopech would get the ball for the Sox. He struggled a lot. You know, he went three and a third, allowing five hits, four earned, striking out four and walking two. After a few unearned, Tanner Banks would allow two earned in the two innings he pitched. But overall, not a great game three from the Sox. And they would end up losing. This would lose the series for the White Sox versus the Rangers in the overall season. Uh, They would end up splitting the game, getting the win in game four with another Lucas Giolito outing, bringing him to eight and six. Uh, and they would beat him. So he got it might have been. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. That's what yeah, it is. I can't yeah. remember what it was. But yeah, in the deal that saw Lance coming to here, yeah. he was dealt with uh, uh, two of the Rangers, and I don't think they they've gotten what they were hoping. But then again, we we've loved what we've seen out of Lance last year. Hopefully, he can kind of bring that back together here for the oh, end yeah. of the season. Uh, but yeah, Lucas Giolito would go to eight and six, beating the Rangers eight two in the um, season finale. Lucas went five innings again, allowing one earned with five Ks, three walks, and six hits. After scoring three before the end of the third, the Sox offense would come alive, getting fifteen hits off of Texas. Sox would score five more runs in the victory, splitting the four game set, but dropping the overall series season series season series four three in seven games. Um, like I mentioned, they're in Kansas City. 
They got a four-game set with a two-game doubleheader today. Lance Lynn versus Brady Singer at 3.30, and then game two at 6.40. The starters for the White Sox have not been announced. Uh, in this stretch of games, we're going to see them play 31 games in basically 30 days, which is a lot of baseball. Um, and it's yeah. something that yeah. is couldn't be more crucial to this team, as, as you mentioned. They're two games back of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Or no, they're two games back of Minnesota, and they're a game back of Cleveland in a division that looks winnable. And Vegas is Vegas is calling. They're tooting the Sox's horn again. They've, I believe they've um, brought the Sox back Ooh. as the AL Central favorites. I don't know if I love that. But we're finally two games over 500. Mm-hmm. Like the second time all season. So, um, <laughs> And two wins in a row, too. Look at that. Look at that. No. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, you got to continue <laughs> it. you got to get a good outing from Lance Lynn. As we've mentioned, you need to take three out of four at least, if not get the sweep. That would be the most ideal scenario for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Tian Anderson, his suspension for bumping into an umpire was reduced from three games to two. His suspension will be over by actually the end of the day, as he will serve it today in game one and game two of the oh, doubleheader. Nice. There you go. Uh, so he... Excuse me. We'll be back on the field tomorrow for Game Three of that series. We'll see. Fifty-five and fifty-three, I believe, is their record. Uh, let's go, White Sox. Wild card spot isn't totally unrealistic as well if they can't win the division. Uh, but but Two and a half games but, back. but but Tampa, Toronto look very good right yep. now, and Baltimore is in a. I'm, do, I think yeah. they've squeezed into that that last wild card spot. I told you, Even dude. After I told up you. Mancini, I was like, Baltimore. Sucks, but, uh, yeah. Let's just double check. That. Yeah. Are they better without Mancini? Uh, it's, it's tough to say. <laughs> it's tough to say. It's tough to say. But, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's been pretty pretty um, astonishing what Baltimore has done. They're a game out of the wild card right now. But Seattle looks good. <clears throat> They're playing the Yanks right now. It's been some exciting baseball. Yep. I think this is the most yep. exciting baseball stretch we'll get. Both the Mets and the Yankees are competitive. Will we get a Subway Series? I hope not, but that would be pretty crazy for baseball. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, on that note, tune yeah. in to uh, – it's going to actually be – it usually releases on Tuesdays, but I think it will come out the same day potentially as this, um, tomorrow for three up, three down. Yep. Um, so definitely tune into that with also our other podcasts, Only Football with Rick and his boy, um, Talking Football. And if you haven't listened to the Trade Deadline Special Part 2 from 3 Up, 3 Down, go and do that. Alex and Jack break down the winners and losers. Uh, losers being highlighted by the Sox and the Cubs, probably. Uh, so, yeah, go yes, and take a listen yes. to that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so, now back to the Cubs. Um, they are 44 and 64, 16 games out of the central. Nowhere near the, the, the wild card, I, I think. I don't know. I wasn't even, I don't even care. Um, but they, they went 0 3 against the cards this past week. Um, they got 2 of 3 against the Marlins. They just beat the Nationals 6 to 3 to start off the first game of that series. Adam, Rain, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, two 40 year olds, by the way. Uh, absolutely destroyed the Cubs six to zero. Paul Goldschmidt homered, drove in three runs. Keegan Thompson did not look great, gave up five runs and ten hits and four and two thirds. And like I said, Cards win six zero. So that was not a good first game against the Cards, and I think it was the first game 
that really uh, that that was the first game after the well not after the trade up pretty much after the trade deadline where it was like Contreras and Hap are in the game and when I was like oh fuck well they're not going anywhere so there you go welcome back to the Cubs you just lost six zero um, game two was postponed but it was also played as a double header the next day so the the double header next day the uh, Cards win four to three over the Cubs uh, their guy Newt Bar. Uh, he sounds German or something. Lars Nutbar hit a sack fly in the seventh uh, to to win uh, pretty much to beat the Cubs four to three. Um, they were they had trailed three zero before rallying in the seventh against Stroman. Um, Paul Goldschmidt again another homer. Uh, Stroman was charged with three runs and five hits in six and two thirds. But yeah, that that was a big L four to three. And then a familiar face in Jose Quintana, which is familiar we won to the trade. both of us really. Um, <laughs> you guys won the trade. You guys absolutely won the trade. Um, came back, uh, actually won his debut with the cards. He came from Pittsburgh, I believe, over the trade deadline. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the the cards have gotten him from Pittsburgh. Yep. And uh, he won. He won his debut with the cards, seven to two. Um, he surrendered one run, one hit, two walks, struck out seven batters in six innings. Where the fuck was that Quintana when we, when the Cubs had him? By the way. Um, in a no decision debut with the Cardinals, um, they won. Four, uh, the Cardinals have won four straight and are two games uh, ahead of the Brewers in the Central right now. So, I I feel like when we were talking about this on three up three down, I feel like I I had said the Cardinals were were always kind of sneaky, and here they are just sneaking mm-hmm. away. You know what I mean? Like uh, it should be interesting. Central. Uh, a team that was very much involved in the sweepstakes for Swan Soto. Uh, but then end up landing him after not wanting to mm-hmm. trade really Dylan Carlson and a few others. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if that ends up biting them in the butt. Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado ah, yeah. have been fantastic for this team. They did trade Harrison Bader to yep. uh, New York, which I thought was interesting. Um, he was hurt at the time, so hmm. but a great fielding center fielder. Uh, oh, okay. And someone who was young and had team control. So I was surprised by that move, but... They ended up getting Jordan Montgomery from New York in that deal. So I I, I would say, you know, St. Louis does look to oh, okay. be that, that division winner right now. I think they look a lot stronger. It was very weird to see the Brewers trade Josh yeah. Hader. I think that sent a that sent kind of a message to say. that Brewers locker room, clubhouse. Uh, and they're feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think St. Louis mm-hmm. is feeding off that. They understand mm-hmm. that uh, um, this is their division to lose in reality. And... You know, all the Cubs and Reds have yep. to look forward to are damn is the is the fucking Field of Dreams game this week. Uh, and that's about it. Game. So and it's not gonna be with Joe Buck, which is gonna uh, be weird. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Is it gonna be Yeah, well he's gone from Fox oh, News. Oh really? Or Fox, not Fox News, Fox. He's he's gone from Fox Oh yeah, so, true, true. Um Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I think it's gonna be an interesting true, race true, to true. the end. Yes, the Brewers still have talent. I'm not arguing that, but I do think um they that the front office sent a message by trading the best closer in baseball. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Why? Well, I heard he was a dick. Like that could be. Room. That and could be. You know, I, when yeah. when you are the most dominant closer yeah. for the last you know five six years, you can be as much of a dick as you want to be. You know, you're only only called upon in the ninth That's inning. That's true. <laughs> so you probably treated it like I only need to be you know prepared yeah. for the ninth inning, and people probably didn't respect that potentially. At you know I. I Truthfully, that's the first I had heard of it, but uh, an interesting take and really could be 
a good reason why they mm-hmm. would have traded him. Because, like I said, it didn't really make that much sense that you'd give up an all-star closer like that. He did struggle right. in the month of July, uh, but he's in San Diego now for a brighter future. Who, actually, they've been losing some games since making uh, their acquisitions. I was going to say that that series against the Dodgers was not good for them at all. Like, it was not a good debut for all their players. Drury made some errors. Juan Soto, I think... Uh, Juan Soto was Juan Soto, but I think just like the Padres as a team did not look good against the Dodgers in that series. I don't know. That could be telling, but um, let's get back into the Cubs. And yes, you mentioned the the, uh, Field of Dreams game. The uniforms came out. They look cool. The Cubs stuff looks really cool. Uh, They're using the old-timey bear, like the little C, and then the bear within that C logo. I don't know. That that should look good. Hats look all right. I thought the hats looked Um, pretty decent. But other than that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the hats look dope, man. I, 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 I love them. I, I just love any kind of OG stuff that the Cubs have. and uh, I don't know. I just love it. Um, but other than that, um, you know, the the best, I feel like the when, when the Cubs just beat the Nationals 6-3 to the other day, Keegan Thompson looked better than his start against the uh, Cards. Morel and Velasquez homered. Um, Cubs win 6-3, to and that was kind of like a really, just a really nice, uh, I guess, look to the future, you know, Keegan Thompson, Morrell, and Velasquez. Um, uh, beat the Marlins two out of three, whatever. Marlins or the Marlins, doesn't matter. But another uh, big news, Hayward has pretty much played his last game with the Cubs uh, from him talking with Jed Hoyer. Uh, he's, been on the, he's been on the injury list since uh, mid to late June, right about, and yeah, he's done. He's done playing for the Cubs. He's not going to play the rest of the year, and he's pretty much going to uh, part ways with the Cubs after this season. And uh, I don't know. It Do you have any initial you know, thoughts in terms on that? Of what first outlook? I think the Cubs owe him something around nineteen or twenty million dollars for that last season. Uh, yeah, another guy you have Stupid. to love as a Cubs fan. <laughs> you know, he gave it the speech. I think it goes. It's right up there with with Crawford's. <laughs> um, Crawford's uh, parade speeches in terms of a good speech for for that. And then, you know, I think he was a guy that really, you know, as long as, as, as with Lester and kind of that rebuild when they signed Hayward, you saw that the Cubs were serious. Um, so it is something you kind of appreciate. And what I did yeah. like about Hoyer uh, is that mm-hmm. he said that there was always the possibility that if, uh, that if he wanted to come into kind of the manager, or not manager, but like, if he wanted to become a coach or help out and be a scout or something in the organization, they were happy yeah. to offer him that position. But he feels that he can still play baseball, yep. which is yep. great. And he still feels that he can get picked up by a team. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. that is the case. And the Cubs are giving him that opportunity. So I do respect that um, from both sides. A guy who has struggled, I think his last real productive year was, what, 2020? Uh, so two years ago now at this point. Uh, I probably before you signed with the Cubs to be honest. Uh, so I, I understand. I think it's I, I, you seem a little less attached and emotionally yeah. attached to it, uh, but I do see this as a, a real like it's. I mean, yeah. shit, he's the last real piece except Wilson, you know, at this point. But um, so it's it's yeah, it's just it's a weird thing to see. It's going to be happening I mean, with I, the Blackhawks and uh, you know on the other side of the city. So uh, it's just it's yeah. what happens in this business. It's unfortunate but you know and, and he didn't live up to his contract standards yeah. i think um you know the media and himself would both say that so it's unfortunate but you do hope for him to land on another team here in the future 
Yeah, and, you know, I like kind of how you said, I'm not super attached to him, but he was there for that, that game seven, right? Or pretty much that 2016 year. Uh, and then, you know, 20 or yeah, 2016, 17, and then 18. Uh, I think that was their final year in the playoffs. But look, Hayward signed an eight year, $184 million deal. Um, and he never delivered offensively. Hitting it, just just his stats with the Cubs, 744 games, 240, batted 245 with 62 homers, 700 OPS. Like, don't get me wrong, I I just that's not good, you know, for an 184 million dollar outfielder. I don't know, you know, and and when he came into the league, I will remember the first homer in his career because it was against Carlos Zambrano, and it was in Atlanta. It was, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's going to be a fucking monster. And then to hear that we signed him right before the 2016 season, I was like excited, you know, but he has not lived up to anything that, you know, he was, um, he was one, probably one of the highest touted prospects, uh, from Atlanta when he signed, uh, he made his debut again, hit a home run against Zambrano. That shit was awesome. But you know, just his stats, I feel like overall with, with the, with the Cubs was not very good. I don't know. I just a 700 OPS doesn't like bounce off the page. 62 home runs and over 740 games. Like I, I don't know. To me, that just you know n- not great. Um, his defense was impeccable. He is a great defensive outfielder. He won two Gold Gloves with the Cubs out of the five that he's won overall. But you know, his, his offensive numbers were never there. I I feel like I've said it before. Anytime he'd come up to bat, I'm like, oh, if there's someone on first base, it's a double play. It's like it was guaranteed. You know what I mean? Death taxes and Jason Hayward hitting into a double play was uh, what he did. And then his 2016 postseason, when the Cubs actually won the World Series, 16 games, 48 at-bats, 5 hits, a double, a triple, 1 RBI, 13 strikeouts, and an average of .098. Like, dude, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, that sucked. That was terrible. Um, And, you know, if you're on Instagram and our YouTube, you will see the short that I posted about, you know, saying see ya to fucking (laughs) to Hayward. Um, So go check those out on Instagram and on YouTube uh, for those little shorts and reels. Um, But, yeah, man, you know, that seventh, that game seven speech in the rain delay, I loved it. I loved it that he, that he was kind of like, he, he's definitely a locker room guy. Like he has said in Hoyer or uh, yeah, Jed has said, um, and he should be a coach. He should be a scout. He should be someone in that locker room in that clubhouse. You know what I mean? That should be giving these, these players that, that like, I guess that just feeling of, 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 uh, of like, you can play, you can do this, you know, you're very good. I he uh, that's where I think he should be focusing his energy. Whoever picks him up um, after this year with the Cubs, maybe gets another one or two solid years out of him. I don't think he's going to get any better offensively if he hasn't gotten better in these last seven years. Constantly injured too. Um, so again, you know, thanks for that game seven speech. But other than that, man, I could care less that he's leaving. I really could. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like 2019 was really the last year. I mean, that, he had 21 home runs in that season. He did hit 251, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. He's only 33, which is crazy. I thought he was. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's a masher, which is fine. But I mean, like the the 2016 World Series year, like you didn't do 
jack shit. You had one, I think you had one RBI, and that was off of one home run he had. And that was it. And it's like, okay, home runs mean a lot during the playoffs, but so does, like, everything else. <laughs> you know, and if he had one game, one at bat where he had one home run and one RBI, like, cool, sure, whatever. Um, so, yeah, he's he's gone after this year. Again, thanks for that Game 7 speech, but other than that, see you, man. Have fun with whatever other team you land with. I could care less. Um, another cool little stat is uh, – not stat, sorry. Uh, cool little thing coming from the Cubs. Uh, next year, the Cubs and Cards will have a two-game set in London, uh, June 24th, 25th at London Stadium. So that's going to be cool to look forward to. And then you had mentioned the outfielder they grabbed from the Guardians. Hopefully a change of scenery will help him mash 30 homers like he has the last two years. I forget his name. What, what was his name? Friendmill Reyes. Friendmill something, something, something. Friendmill Reyes, yeah. So that's kind of it on my cubbies. Uh, you know, uh no, you know, Wilson is gonna uh, is a Cub for the rest of this year. Hap has one more year of control. Hopefully, if he continues to build off this all-star season, it's going to be great into the future. And uh, by Jason Hayward. Hopefully, he gets a standing ovation, you know, in the last game of the season. Because I think he deserves it for that Game 7 speech. I will say that much. That I think he deserves as much as, like, Wilson Contreras got, you know, when all the speculation of this trade was 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 going on. I think he deserves a standing O for that, at least. I don't know. That's my Moving opinion. on. Moving on. So, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's head into the Sea Red segment. Um, not too much from the Bulls front, but DeMar DeRozan did play in his second Drew League game, as well as uh, oh, P. Will made his debut. Uh, DeRozan scored. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? Where is it? Thirty six point six rebounds. P. Will logged a double double with fourteen points and fourteen rebounds. So it's just great to see him put in that work. He was drawn at other, other players on the court and stuff like that, so that was really cool to see as well. Um, always fun to see kind of uh, DeMar just kind of, you know, getting after it even in the offseason. And P. Will, you know, double-double, 14-14. Double, and 14. Glad he's getting into it with DeMar DeRozan and LeBron James and all these guys kind of playing with, like, this, this great experience uh, just to make him better during the season, but... I mean, other than that, <clears throat> I didn't really have too much on the Bulls unless you've read something Not else or anything. Really. No. Keep seeing red, though. Mm. It's been, yeah, it's been pretty quiet for the uh, the uh, the Bulls and the uh, the Hawks. Yeah. I feel like as of recently. But I mean, when you got Ro- yeah, when you got Roquan Smith requesting a trade, Tevin Jenkins acting like a child, and you got you know the North and South side not really doing much in the trade deadline, then yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty not, not great news. Um, I will just say real quick for our Sky High segment, Chicago Sky number one in power rankings, currently 25 and eight. Um, they're number one. They uh, have a few more games left. Um, and then Candace Parker became the fifth WNBA player to reach 600 blocks. She just keeps breaking records, man. Candace Parker is a beast. Um, and she's just going to go down in the Hall of Fame, I think, for WNBA if they have one. I'm pretty sure she's going to go down with like Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, all those, all those women who have just made huge strides and keep breaking records in the WNBA. So just sky wanted to bring high, that up for uh, the Sky. Sky. Um, and then in sad news, you know, it does relate to the basketball world. It's not necessarily Chicago, but Bill Russell passed away. Uh, one of the greatest defenders, if not the greatest of all time. 
He was one of the best rebounders in the NBA. Um, and I think that's kind of where fucking Dennis Rodman got his inspiration to be one of the better rebounders too of the league. Um, but he was a five-time MVP, including three in a row from 1960 to 1962. He had 11 NBA championships. That's the most all-time for a player. Uh, and then in 2009, the former NBA commissioner, David Stern, RIP, also announced the finals MVP award would be named after Bill Russell. So, you know, condolences to Bill Russell's family still will go, has and will always go down as one of the greatest NBA players to ever play the game. Absolutely. It was a weird, last week's a tough <laughs> week. Um, you know, I think you saw Bill yeah. Russell pass away. You saw Ben Scully pass away. Rest in peace. Um, so definitely sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Um, Forgot Bill all Russell. That. I mean, yeah. it's it's a guy who, who who is pretty much, you know, he is the face of that Boston Celtics franchise as much as it's been, you know, in the past now in terms of yeah. his career. Um, so much legacy in this league. 11 rings, like you said. No one's ever going to touch that. No one's ever going to touch 11 rings. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and you got to respect the hell out yeah. of what the guy did. He was still always active. He was still coming to games um, up until I think, you know, if, I, I don't know what the cause of death was, but um, I do believe he was still, you know, active within the NBA and his his role. Uh, so definitely rest in peace to Bill Russell. He was. And condolences yeah. to the family. Yeah, he was active up until like uh, this past season when they had the 75th anniversary NBA or whatever, and he was one of the you know, players named in that top 75 or whatever. Um, so yeah, like you said, RIP to him. Also Vince Scully. I completely forgot about Vince Scully, you know, voice of a, of, of an entire organization for so long. Um, and one of the best to ever do it really, I think the best to ever do it. Um, and, and I saw the Memorial game with, with, with the Dodgers and, and the Padres and it was awesome. They had, they had the Vince Scully, they had the little microphone, uh, Vin, there on the on the pitcher's mound, they, they they set out like a little flag or a banner or something in in in, uh, in his honor. So it was great. So R.I.P. to Vince Scully, a really really great announcement. Talented, talented for a really well. long time. Too. Did it in baseball. Did it in the NFL for some time. Um, <clears throat> very sad to see him go, especially two guys that are in kind of uh, you know the sports media world. We 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 cherish and respect guys like that. So it's definitely tough tough to see people like that go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But other than that, man, you got anything else to add to today's? I don't. I don't. I don't. I think uh, um, if you haven't checked out only football, only things are things are heating up as we get closer and closer to the regular season. We're we're through week one or two, I think week two yeah. of training camp at this point. Um, hard knocks is coming out. I hope you guys uh, yep. I'll tune in to see if you guys are hard knocks fans. Uh, oh yeah, we yeah, will be yeah, doing yeah, some absolutely. Cool stuff Definitely that. check out Only Football. I couldn't remember his name earlier, <laughs> but Kyle and Rick bring you Only Football. Um, and then Kyle, definitely yeah. check out Three Up, Three Down baseball podcast as we get closer to that playoff race here in the end of September. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's be exciting times uh, for you hockey fans out there. Quick it one is, thing yeah. I'll mention. The Blackhawks draft picks from this year, the United States representatives, I think there are about three or four of them, um, will be playing for the United States team that kicks off first Germany today in Canada. Always a fun hockey tournament to watch. The U.S. did take the gold go. last year, um, and this tournament was rescheduled from January Let's go. Uh, after some COVID issues. So 
We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Go USA. Uh, but if you're missing some hockey, like I, I know I am, definitely tune in to the World Junior Championships. I believe that it will be on NHL <laughs> Network. Otherwise, I'm sure you know you people can find ways around that. But besides that, Rick, um, always a pleasure. Glad we could get in another. I love doing this in the morning. I know the listeners don't really realize that, but doing something in the morning, I don't know, I'm more energetic this yeah. way. There's something about it, right? It's almost yeah. like we're doing this as a job. Or, or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it gets that really... Yeah. I don't know. It's but, just really cool for me, too. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like Hope all is well. When, uh, you're coming in... You're, yeah, I know you're coming into town soon. Uh, soon, yes. The dates may have changed. We'll, we'll probably have to talk about that offline. As long as we're able to... If it's a Bears it's game, update, even I, though that might be painful <laughs> as hell, or if it's a Bulls game, or... A Blackhawks game, as long as we just get some content for the, that's, for the fans, yeah, dude, that's true. all that matters. But um, always, true. always a pleasure joining you. I hope uh, yeah. it's been a good week. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. And then all of our podcasts are on crackonemedia.com. Check out our Instagram at crackonemedia. Follow us. <laughs> Follow us. Bam. Bam. Follow us on Twitter at and now Rick. And at Siffy Man, um, <clears throat> go to YouTube, search Crack One Media, check out the shorts, check out all the podcasts, video podcasts we have up now, and then share us, support us, rate us on Apple, Spotify, whatever. And like Jack said, we're gonna bring be bringing you more content. The BLC Quick Hits is gonna be, I think, exciting. It's it's fun to do, man. Those things are. What really were you using for do, a mic? So. What were you using for um, a mic? Is that a spoon? Yeah. No, so it's 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 like a it's like a bottle opener, but I I attach a little mic to it, like one Love of those it. ones you Love put on it. the shirt. Here, let me hold on. Let me let me get it for you because that's actually pretty clever. Yeah, that's See? fire. It's like a bottle opener, <laughs> but I, I attach Love a little it. mic. Love to it. it. <laughs> okay, we got we got geniuses in the office at at Crack One Media. Uh, no big deal. No big deal. I'm pretty I'm pretty big stuff around here. Uh, big brain, but um. <laughs> yeah, follow all our socials. Check out the quick hits. Check out the YouTube shorts, the, the Instagram reels, and our podcast on YouTube and on crackwoodmedia.com. Other than that, man, again, like you said, it's always a pleasure. See you next week. My women plus size, no lie. That why I stress my on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, French fry. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my brushes, my fluffy. She swear she let me eye. Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL and fit her perfect. Won't catch me lurking at all. My Richard once I spit saw. Since so proud and so tall, those cheeks around of applause over and over and over again. 
told my homie and my parents we were only just friends At first, I couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now, but I don't care what others think about me Came out of depression, had to pick up the penny Get skinny nigga, thick wallet, chubby chasing them Benjamins Now I'm trying, got all day to change the name, so we winning again Sound partial, hey. Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them always little screw niggas that.